Hello, and welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. This week, we're going to take a bit of a lighter turn and talk to a national champion, Kalispell's own Dave Sturzen, who won the 2020 U.S. Steinholding Remote National Championships just one year after he dethroned the region's greatest Steinholder at the 2019 Great Northwest Oktoberfest. I profiled Dave and the man he beat, Kevin Collum, for this week's Flathead Beacon in a story titled Next in Stein. And I will talk to Dave in just a moment about his training regimen, his introduction to the sport of Steinholding, what his family thinks of his exploits, and what he hopes to accomplish in 2021. After my conversation with Dave, stick around for a quick rundown of the biggest stories from the last seven days in Northwest Montana. But before we get to all of that, a quick reminder that this episode and all the work we do with the Flathead Beacon is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Club members contribute as little as $5 per month to help make the work we do possible, and they qualify for some great perks, too. To learn more or to join the club today, check out beaconeditorsclub.com. Okay, so remember to stick around later in this episode for a rundown of the biggest stories from the last week. But for now, let's have a little fun and talk the sport of Steinholding with the subject of this week's cover story, Next in Stein. All right, so it is my pleasure here today to be joined by the U.S. Steinholding Association's 2020 National Champion, Kalispell's own Dave Sturzen. Dave, thank you so much for uh, for sitting down up here. Hey, thank you, Andy. So we talked for our story this week, and you can read it in this week's issue of the Flathead Beacon, Next in Stein, about your, I guess, rise through the sport as rapid as it has been, and your relationship with Kevin Collum as well, the man who had won the Great Northwest Oktoberfest Steinholding title for, for about a decade straight. And Kevin's story is that he is, uh, as a profession, is a plasterer, so he's got the the perfect job for being good at this sport right away. You too are good at this sport right away, and I wonder what it is in your background that allowed you to get up there for the first time holding up a stein and and do well and and continue doing well so quickly. Probably because I'm German. No, <laughs> um, you know, just dedication. Um, I practiced nonstop for a full year every two days, and you just hold the stein out as long as you can. You you build up that anterior delt muscle. And uh, I had Facebook stalked Kevin a little bit before we had competed because he wins every year. And so I'm like, I got to figure out how I can beat him, you know. And uh, yeah, that worked out great. So I guess you're not a you're not a slight guy. Yeah. Uh, so got <laughs> and, and we, we talked too about it's not necessarily the size that that prepares you for this. And you said you had you had done the log sawing competitions with your brother in the past. Anything else that helped prepare you for stein holding whether it's the the mental or the physical parts of it other than, than the actual practice that you did yeah. for this specifically probably working out of the gym at the time we were also training for spartan race you know during that time as well and so uh yeah just the passion uh, we got done with log sign i'm like i'm gonna try out stein holding and and uh i had won probably three or four years in a row but you know i was never good enough to challenge kevin for the final night so i'm like i'm gonna hold off and and then this last year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go there and try to shoot for second, go to final, see how I do. 
And then, yeah, and then it worked out from there. And then all of a sudden I've got seven to eight different competitions, you know, most of them online because of COVID, but it turned out to be a great year, was undefeated and made it all the way to the end. Um, except for New York, I was supposed to go to New York for the Hofbrau competition, which then you go to Germany that was canceled last minute. So the goal would be to go back there this next year or for this year, 2021 and uh, try to win that Germany trip. Are so. you surprised at how quickly you've had this level of success at this to go from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of fun actually. Cause you know, first you look at those times and again, my natural time is about nine or 10 minutes. And so you go up against someone like Kevin that can go 13, 14, you know, he's way up there and he's made it to New York multiple years. And so it's very daunting to look at that and say, wow, you know, there's no way I could hold that long. But once you start training for it, you know, you slowly start seeing your times go up and, you know, so we had talked about the last, the last U S record was 21 minutes, 17 seconds. And the goal was to see if I could beat that. And it took months to get to that point, but you start getting closer to that time as you practice. And, you know, at first I was like at 15 minutes and then 18 and then all of a sudden at 22 and I'm like, wow, okay. So if I could do this on stage, I'm going to beat this record. And, uh, um, so that was the goal was to try to win, but also beat the current U S record. And you didn't get a chance to do that officially this yeah. year because of COVID. But even in my conversations with Jim Banco, the commissioner of the, of the Steinholding Association, the video that you submitted to win the title this year, he yeah. thought he had they been able to certify it probably would have been a record time. Yeah. So now the goals push even harder because I have a couple goals I want to hit. And uh, um, so, yeah, so I'm just going to keep training. Um, I'd like to shatter that record, go real high because you never know. My competition could be training real hard, too. And so... Uh, you know, I should have went last year. Last year was 12 minutes. That was the, that was the whole, you know, but, or 2000, I'm sorry, two, that was 2019. What, are, what does your family think of all this? You've got a wife, you've got three fairly young kids. What do they think of you every two to three days holding <laughs> a stein out in front of you and seeing uh, how long you can go? So the kids think it's great. You know, my wife teases me. <laughs> and so we've had competitions too, where we're online and, you know, we're doing something over Zoom. And the kids will jump in on the video and they're like, my dad can hold the stein for 25 minutes. It's like you try not to, you know, kids keep it quiet. You know, I don't want people to know that I'm training for, you know, a high time. And, and, uh, or my cat gets me too. There's been a couple videos I've done where the cat like jumps up on me and, you know, has messed with my legs and there's nothing you can do. You're like, I'm locked into a stein hold and, you got those distractions, but uh, the kids actually train with me. They have their own little steins that are filled with water. So my little guy, my last competition in person, uh, he thought he was competing too because he was standing in front of me with his water, you know. And so everybody, so like after, I think it was like seven minutes or so, like everybody dropped their stein. And so Josh was still holding his, you know, which doesn't weigh very much. And he's like, well, I won the competition. And so they gave me the award. He's like, well, that's not fair. I won, Dad, you know. <laughs> It's great. So I got, you know, um, a good support group. So it's fun, obviously, and it it involves, you know, beer, but but it's also uh, work. I mean, you talk about the the training that that you put in, the the physical strength that you've got to have to do what you do. And I I wonder if you can describe, too, for our audience, just what it feels like when you're done after holding a stein for 20, 21, 22 (laughs) minutes. So um, it's funny because we have, so the old rule set, you could lean quite a bit. And so when I was training for that originally, I hit almost 28 minutes was my max that I could hit. 
but at the end of that, you feel like you're going to pass out. You have to be careful too with the new rule set, your uh, elbow can't pass your hips or ankles. And so I really engage my quads too. So I've got like, it's a full body abdominals, your pecs, your delts, especially your delta, uh, you're holding the sign with your arm. And uh, so when I get done, I have to be careful because sometimes I lock the knees out. And so we had one of the competitions I almost passed out because I had my knees locked for, I don't know how long. And you get done and like this, this last one I did, I just had to lay on the floor for a little while, you know, <laughs> you have my wife turn off the video. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty taxing. After about six minutes, your arm starts to burn. And when you've hit 10 minutes, you know, you start getting the shakes a little bit and then 15 and then 20. And then it's to the point where you're just like, okay, I have to push through the pain, you know, and at that point, you know, it's mental at first and then it becomes a physical challenge because you don't want to drop. You don't want to. Yeah. Let's go to that mental part because I was fascinated by some of the conversation that, that I had and you were there as well with Kevin, you know, about how he whether focuses on a point, he, he shared with us that the, the tragically hip helps him through some of his, yes. his training sessions. I mean, what, what do you do mentally? Because I imagine it would be helpful to not spend the whole 20 minutes focused on how much your arm hurts. Yeah, exactly. So you have to take your mind off the pain. And, and uh, I just kind of go off into my little happy place and, <laughs> and, uh, and kind of like Kevin to kind of just focus off on something in the distance. And, and, uh, and then I'm slightly engaging different muscles the whole time as well. Uh, just to take my mind off the pain. And so uh, I just have to find distractions. <laughs> where where do you want to go with this sport? Obviously, in the in the short term, the goal is to to get to New York, win in New York, get the trip to Germany. And then and then what? And I guess where, where do you see yourself? Yeah. Or do you see yourself in this sport five, 10 years from now? So, you know, the fun part is, is that when you get done, then you also get to go back to New York. And I think it would be kind of fun actually to judge. And uh, I think it would be neat to start up a group here in Montana. You know, we talked about the rivalry between us and Texas. You know, Texas has won almost every year. And so it would be fun to have Montana continue to win and really support our local Oktoberfest uh, group up in Whitefish. So I think that would be neat to promote that. You know, Kevin's got his own Facebook site, you know, for uh, Stein Holding. And, and so I think it would be neat to do that. I know the Stein Holding Association has... You talked about you know doing more events here in Montana as well, so I think that would be great. So get some more locals involved, and well, it's a good place then to say that if if more locals do want to get involved, somebody hears this interview, reads the story, says, "Ah, that looks cool. I'm going to give this a shot." What? Uh, where should they go? What should they do? Yeah, you know, I think the Great Northwest Oktoberfest you know, Facebook site would be great. You know, they of course that was canceled because of COVID, but next year it'd be great to have more people go to that. You know, it is very popular. There's quite a few guys. Every night they have a full group that does it and they have multiple. It's every three hours they do it, you know, and then you have the finals. But the more the mayor, I think it would be great, you know, and that would be neat to take someone else, uh, you know, and, and train them up and, and uh, you know, kind of like Kevin did for me. Dave, thank you so much for all the time you've given me here the last week and, and for sharing your story. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun to chat. I appreciate it. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks, Andy. My many thanks once again to Dave Sturzen for chatting today. And remember, you can read more about him and his exploits in the sport of Steinholding in this week's Flathead Beacon, available now on newsstands throughout Northwest Montana and online at flatheadbeacon.com. 
Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 9 p.m. on Tuesday, January 26th. Montana's biennial legislative session is in full swing, and at least one proposed bill could have a significant impact on the city of Whitefish's efforts to create more affordable housing. Draft legislation proposed by Republican Sue Vinton of Billings in the State House would prohibit so-called inclusionary zoning, the kind that Whitefish put in place as part of its legacy homes program adopted in 2019. The measure in Whitefish means that many new residential developments must offer 20% of their housing at a permanently affordable rate as defined by the Whitefish Housing Authority. The proposed legislation, created in consultation with the Montana Building Industry Association, argues that those types of rules hurt developers and drive up the cost of building. Whitefish City Manager Dana Smith told the Beacon the city opposes such legislation and said the affordable housing policy was written with input from builders, workers, and business owners. According to a 2016 study, 56% of Whitefish's workforce lives outside the community, and just 70% of homes in Whitefish are occupied by locals. In other news, the state of Montana has become reporting data on statewide vaccinations on its daily COVID-19 dashboard, And the latest information shows that 1,272 people in Flathead County are fully immunized and another 4,000 plus people have been administered the first dose of the two-round vaccine. In a report prepared for the Flathead City County Board of Health, Health Officer Joe Russell shared that more than 1,000 vaccine doses were administered on January 22nd at the county's second large-scale vaccine clinic at the Flathead County Fairgrounds. Russell added that the county expects to receive 1,200 first doses per week beginning this week, with additional rounds of 1,200 second doses arriving beginning three weeks later. The county is currently scheduling immunizations by appointment only, and eligible residents are asked to call 406 751 8119 and leave a message or complete an online form at flatheadhealth.org slash covid-19-vaccine to sign up for an appointment. Elsewhere, a man accused of setting a Kalispell trailer on fire with his father barricaded inside has agreed to plead guilty to a single count of criminal endangerment and accept a five-year sentence, all of which would be suspended. Jason Weldelay was initially charged with deliberate homicide after the October 2020 blaze that killed 63-year-old Daniel Weldelay. The plea agreement reached by prosecutors and the suspect's court-appointed attorney is not binding, however, and Judge Amy Eddy has asked both attorneys to prepare a sentencing memorandum explaining the, quote, dramatic reduction in charges and lenient recommended sentence. Weldelay's attorney, Liam Gallagher, said the case was overcharged in the first place and was confident the agreement would be approved. All parties are due back in court on February 18th. And finally, the man convicted of criminal mischief for using his truck to yank down the Ten Commandments monument outside the old Flathead County Courthouse this summer was given a deferred sentence last week. 
30-year-old Anthony Weimer was convicted in a bench trial in November and could have been sentenced to as many as 10 years in jail. Instead, he will have to pay $6,900 in restitution to a county insurer and remain law-abiding during the next three years. That's our show for this week. Remember, you can read more about all of these stories and stay on top of the latest breaking news for free by visiting our website, flatheadbeacon.com. Until next week, thanks for listening.